I have a question. So yes, do, do you do you guys go by oh. Bobby and Robert? Like, or do you, do you want like? <laughs> I mean, you know, like because I'm like that's like because I saw it. I'm like how? Uh, you yeah. Know, like yeah. Question. I'm sorry. It, he's Bobby Quarters on YouTube, so I try to call him yeah. Bobby. I know him as Rob though, so I get that backwards yeah. a lot. I usually go yeah. by Bob. I've thought about maybe going as chaos on stuff like this, but yeah. I haven't made it official or anything like that. <sighs> okay, so what what do you guys want me to to call you? Because I don't want <laughs> I don't want to confuse yeah. myself either. <laughs> well, I mean, if you if you say Robert, you're not going to be wrong. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm uh, you could just uh, refer you could refer to me as Bobby or uh, right. you know or or Bobby Quarters if you say you don't have to say the full thing, but just okay, Bobby. That's fine. Okay. And uh, I. I I'll, sometimes I'll just like say Bob to him, mm-hmm. like when I do the our intros. But I also know I also know him as mm-hmm. Bob too. So that's got to be a little confusing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we believe in a diversity of names on this podcast. <laughs> we decide to purposely challenge yeah. ourselves each time. <laughs> Hi, my name is Daner Tot, and welcome to my channel, Home of Lost and Found. Lost and Found is a series where I review movies, TV, and video games that I consider underrated, obscure, or forgotten about. I've been down here too long. It's time for me to ascend. From the sewers of Gotham, a new villain emerges. <laughs> Can help. We need you to stay here, Ads. If something happens to us, you're the only hope. The fuck am I? This Organized Chaos podcast is brought to you by Gems Art Studio. Gems Art Studio is an online store that allows access to prints that you can use for most anything, obviously as just a picture, or as a wallpaper, or as a bookmark, or anything you can think of. You can find Gems Art Studio at etsy.com shop slash gems art studio this podcast is also brought to you by listeners like you thank you hello and welcome to another organized chaos podcast uh i'm here bob of course uh we got bobby here and joining us is nate uh how you doing? How you guys doing? I'm doing great. Sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. <laughs> oh, you're yes. good. Thanks so much for having me, guys. I'm uh, excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> We're happy to have you here. I'm doing excellent, man. Glad that to you doing well as well. <laughs> ah. Well, uh, we got some stuff to talk about. We're going we're going to go ahead and talk to Nate here. Uh, he has a channel called Nader Top, which is awesome. He does movie stuff, kind of very similar to uh, my stuff, but you know, obviously his own opinions and he has a he has different takes, and his takes are pretty awesome. But that's not all. Uh, Nader Tot's also going to join us and talk about Batman Returns. And actually, are you joining us for Peacemaker, or do you want to drop out for Peacemaker? I, I can sit around for Peacemaker. I know, I know a little bit. I'm not a. I haven't watched it, but I do know a decent amount. The internet uh, doesn't hide no. any uh, any secrets no, anymore. I feel like. No. I, I feel like I've watched no. the show without even seeing the show, so... Well, I will go ahead and tell yeah, you... You've seen the opening, pretty much seen the show. Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you, you like, just seeing the stuff, it's not the same as watching a show. The show was really Of course, good. of course, of course. Yeah. yeah. It is worth watching. Uh, just it spoiler is. on final opinions. <laughs> yeah, it's... 
totally worth it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, we did want to talk to you, Nader. Uh, talk talk to you about the, YouTube, the whole YouTube thing. Kind of what brought you to YouTube? What made you want to do the video thing? <laughs> yeah, I. So I it really originally started out as I just wanted to get into writing. I've been I had a, quite a few passions that started closing up. Uh, you know, I want to play football, but got too old for football. So I was just like, you know what, I'm going to start writing. And the year before I started YouTube, I actually wrote a book, um, which it, it exists. It's there. Um, 50-something people have read it. Uh, it never went anywhere, and uh, it really broke my heart. And so I was kind of like, you know what, I, I should get into YouTube. And I, I found myself kind of – in conversations, bringing up shows or movies that people have never seen. And I was like, you know, why don't I get on YouTube? And then I was like, well, I, I don't know. Cause everybody's kind of talking about TV shows, but then I realized people are only talking about game of Thrones or, you know, those big things, uh, those big, big, big shows that had, you know, 20 million viewers or whatever. So I thought, you know what, I, I'll start talking about shows like Chuck or uh, burn notice or psych um, or smaller movies and uh, it was kind of a, uh, as funny as it is, it was kind of an instant gratification. Whereas a book, you know, at my book, it took me three months to write. And then I had about 40 people told, told me to, to uh, you know, basically go to hell. Um, so it kind of it kind of uh, broke my heart a little bit. And uh, so I was like, you know, YouTube, well, you know, the longest I've spent on a, a video to date is probably like a week and a half. And you, you kind of get more instant gratification. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of where where I started with YouTube. Um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely know firsthand about the, okay. the negative opinions and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it, it can get a little yeah. rough, although I am. Oh, yeah. I am starting to get the sense that, you know, if you're getting a reaction, it's better than no reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, especially uh, especially on YouTube, um, there is, there, I mean, there obviously is a bad opinion, but not anymore. Because <laughs> uh, especially YouTube, it kind of rewards um, those hot takes, and so yeah, I just I just went to YouTube, and I, I don't try to, to push hot takes. I try to, uh, I have kind of dabbled into picking on movies or whatever, um, but I generally don't like to. Uh, but yeah, I, it, you know, I really enjoy doing it. Um, there's some days, like I'm sure you both, uh, sorry about the dogs. Um, there's, there's some days like you guys, I'm sure are the same way where it's, it's not entirely fun as it should be. Uh, it's very challenging. Uh, it can feel a little grueling. Um, but yeah, I, I still enjoy YouTube. I, I, I think about it a lot, uh, in a way that, my other jobs never made me really care about so oh yeah i know during my oh, other yeah. jobs i'm usually thinking about like what am i do next on youtube right honestly. yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's how i was i was just trying to find some sort of uh escape um and do something i always just thought it'd be cool that you know if i if i did have a book pick up or sell that you know i i wrote it when i was at work like literally i didn't write an ounce of it when i was at home and i was like well that'd be pretty cool if it ended up selling and i had this kind of story to go with it obviously it never happened uh but yeah it, it uh it's taught me a lot uh youtube has it's taught me a lot about uh patience which i still suck with uh and kind of learning all the different dynamics and uh 
the misconceptions that YouTube has. There's a lot of misconceptions about YouTube, uh, which again, I'm sure you both have, have learned about. So it, it's an interesting process. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, uh, there's a, I went to a broadcasting school a little bit in the beginning of like 2020 and a lot of like the assignments were, Hey, when you're done with your video projects, you know, put them up on a social platform and everything. Uh, the first few runs of everything I did was okay. The only thing that I got my first strike and it was like one of the first things I put up was a music video I made that was about a minute and 10. <laughs> <laughs> and I just keep going like, nope, I've even put like the whole, hey, this is, you know, just fair use. This yep. was done as this and nope, still, still okay. I'll just take it down. You put it up on Facebook, it's fine. Yep. Yeah. It, it varies <laughs> too. Sometimes it won't be fine on Facebook. <laughs> And sometimes well, you'll clear that strike and then all of a sudden something else pops up out of nowhere on the exact same video. Yep. Separate upload. Yeah. It's yeah. like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, the copyright system is, uh, it's brutal. It, it sucks. It it's, it's like I said, it's one of those misconceptions that, uh, you know, I, I had to learn about and I've learned some tricks. Um, but even then, I, I'll spend hours and hours just busting my butt on a video and then you'll have a copyright strike come out of nowhere in two seconds of uploading your video so it's frustrating but yeah. that's youtube that is yeah. <laughs> I, i'm not gonna lie like you, you if you paid attention to the release of my uh, last at the movies you probably noticed that i said okay it's gonna get released in like three weeks it's yeah. because i was sick of editing it and i was just yep. like we're gonna wait out these copyright strikes yep it'll be good just got weighed out. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, and I, I, I'm so I get I get so giddy and nervous when I release videos that mm -hmm. I I sometimes can't wait. I just like I want to release it. I want to release it. Um, and that's something that you know I, I for all the BS that we go through with YouTube, I, it's the very rare thing versus other jobs. And I, I I often refer to YouTube as a job because I think people misconstrued as well i'm gonna screw around and make a video in five seconds and become yeah. rich like it's not that at all no uh, well there are people who do that and uh <laughs> it's very very rare it's, yeah you know, it's it's, it's it you, and there's times where i i even do it with with my wife we'll be watching youtube or i'll see a video or whatever and i'm like this person made this video in 10 minutes and it has you know 15 million views mm -hmm. i just can't imagine it whereas you know, uh, our videos take so much time to construct and write and edit and go through all the copyright and make a stupid thumbnail that people click on and you got to sit there and find a title. And it's 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 ridiculous. Definitely. Yeah. One thing I love, a couple things I love about YouTube is obviously pretty much anybody can upload on there unless you're doing some crazy shit. Uh, yeah, of course. And I do yeah. like that the copyright system have ways to fight it at least because actually my first yeah. video i upload like years and years ago probably like 2007 i want to say like when i got a copyright strike i just couldn't do shit about it i gave yeah. up fairly fairly early and for years after that um that being said the copyright system it is uh uh it assumes guilt before uh what's the term yep. it assumes guilt instead of assuming innocence essentially yep which yeah. is super frustrating. Agree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it does give the power to all the big corporations, as always. Eh. 
It, it definitely does. It gives them a benefit oh, yeah. of the doubt before us. Yes, for sure. So. Um, well, we brought up a couple times. Uh, have you had uh, major issues with the copyright system? <laughs> oh, a few times. A few times they've snagged some of our... And there's a, a few times when I first uploaded where I have, mm -hmm. but I, I, it always seems to get me when a video is taking off. Yeah. And that... That always is very like, hmm, yeah, that's you didn't you didn't like it when it had 2000 views. But now when it's got 50,000 views, you like mm -hmm. it. Uh, stuff like that always makes me me wonder. Um, yeah, I've like that. Uh, the, damn, I did a cat's review a long time ago when I was trying to kick off my uh, my found and buried series where I was basically picking on bad movies mm -hmm. and, you know, finding them and burying them, if you will. <laughs> yeah. And, it, it to this date is the longest I've ever spent. I probably spent 70, 80 hours editing it. It was just way too freaking long. And it had so many copyright strikes on it. And it, I mean, I think to this day it maybe has like three or four thousand views. And I it was so it was like a two-hour movie, and it took me probably a day and a half to watch. It was just so <laughs> oh. painful to watch. And then like editing a movie you don't ever just watch it once you're basically yeah. watching it over and over mm -hmm. and over. So by the end of it, I was just like, I can't stand cats. I, and it was just, they kept, you know, Oh, tra trailer. Oh, this, and Oh, this clip is, you can't use this clip. So I was just shrinking everything and horizontally flipping it and adding a small blur and putting copy like text over it. I'm like, this is, this is so crazy. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, there's definitely creators that have been hit a lot worse. Uh, it's not fun at all, and the whole no. waiting a month process sucks ass. Mm -hmm. So even longer if they decide yeah. to take it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's very true. I've been fortunate they haven't done that yet. Uh, yeah. Since we're on the topic, it kind of brings mind like the toughest issue I had. It was uh when I was first starting. I just I was did a World of Warcraft video, and I asked creators if I could use their footage. Last time I remember going to ask creators if I could use their footage. Because it was just essentially I'm using their footage and talking over it. Right. Uh, most people didn't reply. Mo other people said yes. And then the video came out. And then the day after it came out, the person came out and said, No, you can't use this footage. And I said... What? I said, it's already out, dude. Sorry. And it's fair use. I'm not going to take it down. And then right. they did a full copyright strike on me. What? It, it's the last time I'm going to ask permission. I mean, that's that's such <laughs> bullshit. So that's crazy. You know, it took a wow. week because obviously they didn't take me to court. Because what the fuck are you going to do? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, you're going to spend more in legal fees than you'll ever get in yeah. a YouTube video, yeah, unless no you're fees. like unless you're like Mr. Beast or something, where you're just pouring in cash. Yeah. But uh, us small tubers, you know, we, we yeah, yeah, it's not we're we're not pouring in the cash like that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it just that was just a crazy experience I had, and that's hilarious. I know wow. I mainly wanted to focus on yeah. you, but yeah, it just popped in my head. No, 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 no. <laughs> that was <laughs> unreal. Just like I'm trying to be polite and give you a heads up, and you're just gonna dunk on. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Now, now when I I pull footage, I just put their uh, their YouTube link or yeah, whatever absolutely. at the bottom yeah. and the screen or whatever. Just just for that reason, because like you said, it's it's fair use. You know, as long as you're not just basically resharing their video you know mm -hmm. that's that's what we get so mad at studios and companies for is like that's literally what fair use is, yeah. is i'm not 
Yeah. I, I'm creatively finding a way to, you know, re-engineer, yeah, something you made, but I'm making it my own, which is what fair use mm-hmm. is. So yeah. it's frustrating. But yeah, when people yeah, click on the link, they're they're clicking on it for our commentary, not for the movie right. clips. Not right. the... Yeah. Uh so like what what is your biggest uh video to date? Uh, biggest one to date is my Star Wars, uh, Clone Wars one. Um, that really, uh, it kind of kind of makes me feel like I'm the uh, kind of me feel like a one hit wonder a little bit because um, I had the most exponential growth in my channel in terms of views and everything from that video. Like I think I had like eight thousand subscribers in like three weeks, two oh, weeks, wow. just a gigantic growth. Uh, I think it's got. Almost seven hundred thousand views. Uh, I got probably two, probably twenty or so above a hundred thousand. Uh, yeah, but I, that that video really just exploded. Um, I worked again. I worked tirelessly on that video, uh, and I was very very passionate about the Clone Wars. And uh, I saw that Star Wars was kind of making a. I mean, it was definitely making a comeback at that point because I think the Last Jedi and stuff was already out. Uh, and um, I I had talked to so many people about the Clone Wars and they're like, well, what's that? And I said, yeah, it's the, you know, it's the, the fill-in to Revenge of the Sith and really adds a lot of character story and, and background and information yeah. that the prequels were desperately missing. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, so it's cool. And I'm like, yeah, and the animation's beautiful. And people are like, wait a minute, it's a, it's a cartoon? I'm like, yeah. Uh, oh, I ain't gonna watch that child shit. And it's like, and even to this day, I still get comments on it. Like, yeah, I, it's a cartoon. I'm not gonna watch it. And then, and then I, I always cracks me up because I'll, you know, I'll open up YouTube and it'll be like, who Bo-Katan explained or Dark Saber explained. I'm like, if you guys watched the Clone Wars, you wouldn't have to have who Ahsoka yeah. is explained, you know. So uh, yeah, it's my biggest video to date. It's probably my proudest achievement um yeah i i i really love it um the second proudest achievement in terms of i i guess kind of uh sidewalling the 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 question was um on my site video which uh it went trending on uh reddit actually it was front page on reddit and i had a couple people like hey did, did you make this video and i was yeah yeah i made it like a couple people i know in real life and I end up having one of the uh, executive producers for Psych end up commenting Ooh. on it, and I just was like, "Oh, that's freaking awesome!" Like, uh, and you know, and to this day, I still, um, when I talk to NBC Universal for the Psych movies and stuff, they they know about my sh- uh, my review. You know, it's the I get to proudly say that about a dozen of my reviews are the most reviewed parts of whatever that show is. Um, like the next closest site review is like 60, 70,000 views. Mine's 300,000, wow. you know, uh, burn notice. I think the highest next on burn notice is like a thousand. Mine's like 200,000. So I get to pull that a few times and be like, yeah, you know, I got the highest viewed on burn notice or whatever. And, uh, that's, that's my, uh, in quotations claim to fame. But, uh, yeah, the star Wars one is my biggest, uh, my, my crowning achievement, if you will. Nice. Yeah, I've actually never been wow. approached by like producers or stuff like that, and yeah, so I, I, I'm a little jelly there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I uh, I was like, oh man, they're gonna want to like, you know, oh man, what if they get me to come in and work on a script or Ooh. something? No, it, it was just like, 
it was just like, hey, you know, thank you so much for doing the review. And, you know, I just thought that was kind of yes. neat. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I – uh, you know, it's a, it's a small little brag, but yeah, when I uh, when I reach out to some of the studios and stuff, they are uh, aware of my presence and uh, sometimes uh, negatively aware of my presence in terms of uh, EA, uh, Electronic Arts, video games. Uh, they're not a big fan of me, uh, but yeah, uh, my my crowning achievement. Well, EA definitely has their issues. <laughs> they they do. They. Uh, they did not like my uh, second to last Madden review, and I have been blacklisted uh, since. So they uh, they do not respond to my emails anymore. They used to. Well, not- well Madden is it, it's that's it's an interesting franchise. <laughs> oh yeah, every uh, year there's a new one. Very nice about it. Not everyone yeah. can be gold and yeah. spitting them out like that. No. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah, there's uh, zero innovation or creativity um, or change. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yet they not they, good change, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, they they profit a billion dollars every year from yeah. from something that's recycled I mean, garbage. Okay, okay, but seriously, how, how could Major League Baseball, how could the MLB game be better than Madden? It's the way past better. Three years, mm-hmm. yeah. Way MLB way the show is legitimately a good a good Leg- game. You could play in the field of dreams, like yeah. it's awesome. It's really that's awesome. Good. Yeah, I, I haven't even played a like a baseball game like because I'll just stick to the hockey games personally. But yeah, I I played the show and I got Madden and I was like, ah, I'm going to get rid of Madden and just keep the show. And yep. Yeah. Yeah. Be- better, better decision. Yeah. But guys, the new version of Madden has audience mode, which allows you to sit in the stands and watch the game. Oh, oh, man. man. It's not at all filled with glitches and bugs and game crashing moments and stuff. It's like it includes a bit where you can virtually tweet about the game (laughs) (laughs) while while on the field. Right. Wow. Impressive. New GM mode. Impressive. (laughs) No, I'm not going to lie. I haven't played Madden in probably like 10 years at least. It's. I mean, you're 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 saving your own time. Yeah. yeah, you really are. You really are. I kind of took a moment back, played a little bit through the pro league, like the pro mode, and I was just like, okay, yeah, this is just not funny anymore. It's it's so painfully bare bones, yeah. and yeah. for you to go back, you know, ten fifteen years and play a game that has more modes, more like, animations. Like- like yeah. let's say I don't know Madden 08. Yeah, and it's and, but then you're like, wait a minute, that's like two consoles ago. That's on discs that are like a third of the size, and, and yeah, and it's a way better game, and it's way better, and it's like, what? Way better how is this possible? And it, that was twenty dollars cheaper. You're paying seventy, you know, seventy dollars for new games if you got a the new consoles and stuff, and it's it's a huge ripoff. It's ridiculous. It so is. yeah, EA is not fond of me, and I am not particularly fond of them. So a lot of people aren't fond of them. I'm not particularly <laughs> fond of them. So <laughs> yeah. They've uh, they've managed to ruin a lot of uh, franchises. So yeah, but I'm a big fan. Money, <laughs> money. That's all yeah. that matters. And if I was getting some of that money, I wouldn't be upset. But I do not get any yeah. money. So yeah, so yeah. <laughs> thrown in the YouTube box. <laughs> all right, yeah, I'll tell you about oh, it. Oh boy, um, you brought up a couple of the series you brought up, uh, Chuck. I know you brought up uh, yep. sh- burn yeah, notice. burn notice and Psych. Yep. Series I, I have varying uh, 
knowledge of. I've seen all of Chuck, actually. That's the one I'm most familiar with. That was that was literally the first review I did. So when I started Lost and Found, uh, not to to break up your uh, your question, um, but when the when I first started the channel, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna do Lost and Found that shows that were underappreciated. Maybe they got canceled. Maybe they didn't have the viewership. Maybe they were critically panned, but became cult whatever phenomenons. Uh, and literally the first one I had was Chuck. Uh, you know, I had Burn on a Psych, uh, White Collar. Um, you know, and so I was like, I'm gonna go through and and do those. And Chuck was the very first review I did, and now I I go back and watch it. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, this is rough. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess that's that shows I guess growth in a way. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not really sure. Um, but yeah, that was the very first review I did. Um, was, was Chuck, and it, it kind of uh started the the channel, and and now I'm trying to you know kind of get back to that early momentum I had. Yeah, for sure. I will tell you, I think the cringiest videos on the internet are my early videos. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's good, I think. I mean, to a, to an extent, I guess it depends on what your content is that you're uh, you're, you're doing, you know, if it's something really bad. Um, but, yeah, I, I, you know, they always say if you go back on your video and you're like, this is not good, that's usually some sort of growth. So I guess you should be proud of your growth from your channel now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh where I was going to with my other question is, is there anything, any series you want to talk about that you've not had a chance to talk about? Anything? Oh, man, too, too many. Um, geez, I'm going to, I'm going to brick wall myself because I'm just kind of overwhelmed with things. Uh, so, I mean, in the pipeline I have is like a show like Suits. Um, I, um, man, my brain, uh, show like Human Target, which was on Fox. It went like, Four Seasons, which was about a uh, – I don't know if you guys seen Human Target. Uh, it was about a – it's actually about a uh, comic book character. It's a DC character. Uh, and then something like The Unit, which was on CBS that was canceled. I'm watching right now that's been highly asked about, uh, which is Person of Interest. I'm watching that right oh, now. I think I've seen uh, that, actually. Yeah, yeah it, I've, I've been uh, very impressed with that so yeah, far. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, yeah, and there's you know there's certain uh, Batman things I kind of want to talk about, uh, like Batman animated series, which is not not lost and found by any mm -hmm. means. It's you know critically yeah, acclaimed, and it's yeah. literally literally created the Batman we all we all know, or at least added to the Batman we all know. Uh, but yeah, there's 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 probably probably a dozen shows, uh, you know, like uh, something like Who's Line I've been wanting to talk about, which uh, I'm actually working on right now. Uh, but yeah, I. I always found that I kind of, especially with Burnona Psych, uh, Person of Interest, uh, White Collar, that I find myself attracted to these kind of um, broken heroes trying to make amends. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know why I find those so relatable, but those are a lot of my shows are kind of that way where you have the hero that has the, the shadowy background that's trying to become a good guy again. That uh, For some reason, I'm really uh, uh, appealed to those. I don't really know why, but... Any show like that, more than likely, I'm probably going to do. So, yeah. I think I'm a bit simpler. What drew me to Burn Notice, I haven't even watched it all, but all that drew me to it was Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to lie. That, that's me, too. <laughs> like, Bruce yeah, Campbell? Bruce, I'll Bruce check that Campbell, out. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, incredible in that show. Uh, and whenever I whenever I talk about it, he's literally, you know, top two two or three things I bring up is he's he's the ultimate uh, sidekick, best friend that you've always wanted. 
Yeah. Ultimate Horror Hero. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, and uh, that's another show that's been brought up a lot to me is uh, his Evil Dead oh, series. Oh, yeah, that was actually, uh, uh, especially the first season was excellent. <laughs> that's, and I've heard that. I just, I'm not, I'm not a big horror guy. I don't like horror. It's, uh, it was a whole great, it, they had a great run. It was just unfortunate really? on why they had to, like, cancel mm-hmm. it. And it was just because a lot of fans didn't want to pay for a Star subscription. Wow. So they just pirated it, and jeez, yeah, straight up piracy. That's wow. why that show is no longer a matter. I, I actually wait for it to come on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that's fine too. You're like, you right. know, yes. everyone gets their everyone gets their taste. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the initial airing was just you know there wasn't enough viewers watching TV. That is wow. disappointing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's. Um, there's a few movies and stuff I want to talk about too, but I found that a lot of my TV shows do uh, much, much, much better. Like I think of my top ten most viewed videos, all ten are TV shows. Wow. Um, you know, uh, obviously like the opposite yeah, of where I'm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it, and it's it's uh, that's again another thing about about YouTube that people don't really understand is is what's called niching down. Is uh, sticking to basically what your audience really likes in that particular mold. And whenever I try to kind of break away to something that interests me, uh, YouTube does not like it. No. So if if I try to talk about a shitty movie, uh, i.e. Lamageddon, which I just talked about, bombed horribly. It was the worst video I've done on my YouTube channel. I worked so hard on it. I loved it. Yeah. I was cracking up. I was like, this is super funny. And my, my wife loved it. And that's usually how I gauge it is I'm like, you know what? If my wife's sitting there and she loves it or she's like, hey, that's a good point. I, I did something right. But yeah, if you if you got to really stick in your niche. So uh, it, 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 it sucks. Um, but yeah, that's that's how YouTube works. That, that is definitely for sure. Oh, you know what? You brought up you have a book. I don't think you said the title of yeah. that book. Yeah. In case anybody wants to look up the title of that book, he, he has like... Well, it doesn't out. It doesn't exist, oh, it doesn't exist in exist any anything? format that you could find it. Uh, no, but it's... Uh, I mean, I can... This will be the first time I've ever talked Maybe. about it uh, with anybody. Uh, okay. So it was a kind of a young adult. I was trying to get a young adult, but it really wasn't. Uh, it's called Followed from Night, and basically it was a... a I, I don't know you guys you guys probably know what I'm talking about but there's a famous picture uh, from Revolutionary War when um, George Washington and the um, Continental Army are crossing uh, the Delaware River yeah yeah um, and for some reason when I was looking at that picture I always just thought it'd be really cool if he was crossing the Delaware River and a freaking spaceship just crap him. And I don't know why. I don't know. I just was like, so I told a story from a young man who was in the boat, who was a um, just a soldier and who basically gets stuck between a fight with the British Army uh, and a unknown alien warrior thing from outer space. And (laughs) uh, yeah, I I really loved it. I wrote the hell out of it. It was um, too much for young adult. But not enough for adult. Um, yeah, I, I, I really loved it. Won't ever see the, the light of day. I, I definitely know that now. Um, but yeah, if uh, the painful thing about books, like I, I told you, the difference between YouTube uh, is 
you, I spent three months writing the book, uh, about 3,000 words a day, and it's a file that is so small that my computer doesn't even recognize it. And so it's, it's kind of funny, like, you know, when you make a YouTube or a YouTube video, you know, it's, you know, a gig, gig and a half, whatever, it's big. Mm-hmm. Whereas my, my book is like this, like, 90 megabyte file, 100 megabyte file. It's so tiny. And I'm like, man, that sucks. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very hard. Um, I've learned a lot of things from then. Uh, I thought maybe if I ever got bigger on YouTube that I could maybe self publish something and go back. And obviously I need to go back and retool some things. I haven't touched it in a year and a half, two years. Uh, but yeah, I, it was, um, action adventure with some sci-fi elements and yeah i i I don't know it was kind of goofy i just was like what if this freaking giant ass spaceship just crashed in front of george washington and i was like i don't know why i thought that was so cool but i did so yeah yeah no that does sound cool like i'm just envisioning that uh artwork you're talking about except like a ufo crashing in the background or something yeah that sounds cool (laughs) yeah I just it's like how helpless would people with freaking muskets be against something that was basically like a a super predator? And yeah. I was like the entire time I was like, I'm trying to rewrite it so I'm not basically copying the predator three hundred years earlier or whatever. Um, I would pay for a predator people like I'm not gonna lie. Right, yeah. And, and, and maybe yeah, maybe predator that would, revolutionary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, maybe I maybe, maybe that, that would be a cool way to pitch it. And the uh, the end uh, the end of the book uh, was uh, 80 years or not 80 years. It was like 30, 40 years in the future. And when they they do, they defeated the alien, they used the technology as, as we often do. And it advanced everything. So, you know, people were driving in basically super Model Ts and like 1830s and shit. And they already had like projector screens. And I kind of wanted to have that like fallout look, which was the way I described it. Um, yeah, and I, I, you know, I, I pitched it to about uh, three dozen different uh, publishing agents, uh, publishing companies, and they were not fans. They, <laughs> they were not fans. And, you know, I, I read so many uh, things about, you know, Stephanie Meyer, the, the woman that wrote Twilight and all that, uh, and uh, J.K. Rowling, that they got denied 20, 30 times. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be me. And they're like, no, <laughs> it was not me. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you, you live and you learn. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting uh, adventure. Uh, something else that uh, came up for me is because y- your following is not like around like the same size as mine. I was kind of curious how your sub growth went because I know mine. It took me like almost a year to get like to a hundred, and then yes, so yeah, you. I have almost twenty two thousand, so you have a little bit. I think you have how much do you have thirty two? Uh, I just I'm actually dropping a little bit. I just dropped below twenty eight thousand. Okay. Uh, yeah, I so it took me a month to hit a hundred, um, then two three months to hit a thousand. So yeah, I created my account in um, I want to say it was April of uh, nineteen was when my first video went in. So I've only been doing it three years, um, and I, I I don't know what my plan is for YouTube, um, but yeah, the the sub growth. Uh, when I had that giant explosion, I was like, maybe this is something I could do full time. And right now it's, I've kind of relegated it to a hobby to worry about my, uh, my health and to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously, you know, we always 
it obviously would be nice to do YouTube because as big of a pain in the ass it is, it's way better than any day job you're going to have. So, yeah. It is, for sure. (laughs) Well, uh, your growth is definitely bigger than mine, so I just want to ask that you remember us when you're blown up huge. (laughs) I I, I (laughs) will not blow up huge, but thank you. (laughs) All right, uh, let's see. Are we ready for Batman Returns? Yeah. Batman Returns. So, like, you just actually just shared this with me on Bo- uh, Bobby on uh, Facebook that yeah. apparently they just posted the poster for this somewhere in New York, I think. No, no, this was uh, the opening weekend or weeks leading up to the release of it in '92. I believe. Oh, I thought they reposted what the post it. Said. Okay. No, I don't. Oh, think they did. oh, okay. I thought that's. I I got confused. I thought they yeah, because a lot of those cars do look rather 1992 ish. I I didn't think about that, but yeah, it is the 30th anniversary now, and oh wow, this is so. This is the last appearance of Keaton's Batman before the Flash movie that later this year too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This is. I'll I'll go ahead and sum up my views before we go into like nitty gritties. But this is a movie where there's parts that I love. And parts that I really dislike are in it. It is kind of all over the place for me. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. the exact same way. <laughs> yeah, there's like that fun nostalgia factor with it. Yeah. Because, I mean, I grew up with waiting for this to come out and watching it, being a, yeah. such a fan of the original. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, I even had, like, I even joked last week when we uh, were talking about the original Batman. I was like, it didn't quite feel right watching it without that Warner Brothers catalog ad in front of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it just didn't have that same punch, you know? But this one, yeah, it's, I remember, remember liking it, but watching it now is like, you know, I guess, I guess older and through mature eyes, it's kind of going like, this is really, really dark of a movie. And I remember a lot of like toy advertisements and Happy Meal advertisements for it, which I know this is a point about this movie, but yeah, this is, this is not entry to these four (laughs) Uh, what were your thoughts, Nate? Yeah, no, I actually rewatched it today in, uh, in prep um, for our conversation. And it had been years since I'd seen it. And I didn't – I've never really been fond of it. I love uh, 89 Batman yeah. a, a lot. Um, big part of my childhood. Um, I, I watched it. My dad knows every single line. He can sit there and repeat the entire movie. Uh, my dad always hates uh, Batman Returns, and um, so I kind of that kind of became my bias. And I watched it, and I, you know, I agree with you, Robert. There's a lot of parts where I'm like, wow, I really love that. That's really interesting. And there's other parts where I'm like, oh, god, I hate this. This is, it's so, it's so, it, it's so absurd. Is the best way to describe Batman Returns. It's so absurd. <laughs> it's like. And the thing is, is like Burton is so Tim Burton is so unapologetic about all of it. You just you either love it or you, you just I don't know. It, yeah. it, it's all over the place. Yeah, definitely. Well, you, you you do get the feeling that he's just really doing whatever he wants in this movie. Yeah, he's uh, like I told my wife, he uh, he's masturbating to his own style. Is what it feels like. Yeah. He's just yeah. so engrossed in being dark and gothic and weird and odd and i like look how weird i can be look yeah this. yeah it's, it's it's artsy but dark mm-hmm. right and that's <laughs> it. and there's things about it that like i, I like i really appreciate yeah. like i think it's no. a really good looking movie um there's certain oh, yeah. shots where i'm like wow they 
he does a really good job of kind of painting that silhouette of Batman and yeah. the lighting on him and everything. And but then well, like, the whole, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say that whole set design is just amazing. Yeah. Like, it's just that soundstage of the building tops and Gotham, the whole that it it looks more believable than an actual rooftop. Like, yeah, yeah, that they, like that's the stuff I love about the, these two movies in particular. And they did carry on in the other two, I think, but not this one. I just kind of feel they're a little more emphasized, maybe with that, like uh, Winter Zoo Park, because that whole set is is incredible. But just yeah. But well, I'll get I'll get into that when we talk, get to the end of the movie. But <laughs> There's there's a lot of texture to the movie. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think it, it both helps that it's, you know, obviously in the day and age they still use film and not digital, but it 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 has a lot of texture to it. And like the sets and you know, like you said, they they uh, Warner Brothers went all out and built these gigantic sets yeah. and um it, it really shows like everything just feels like it has there's uh, a lived in feeling. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's not just this bare, creepy, odd world, um, but there's just so there's just so much absurdity to it that it, it, it's like, okay, I can only accept so much. Well, do we do we want to start the good or the bad? That's up to you, my friend. Yeah. Well, uh, all right, let's. Um, <laughs> I have a good note as my first note, okay. so I'm going to vote for good. Okay, we'll go good first. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's let's go if you're well, like, well, well, the good note I have is like a lot of it and even just establishing the world like you had brought up earlier, Nate, just like the set and the soundstage and just a lot of the camera movements, too. They're just visually beautiful, like, but it still has that dark and gothic aesthetic. But just a lot of it is like with the lighting, as you as you also had mentioned, but just even the early special effects and ca- camera tricks still just make it look like its own living and breathing world. Like I believe this actually exists and I still believe it's, it actually did prove that it is on the Eastern coast because, uh, at, uh, the tree lighting ceremony, there was a radio thing there and it had a W and most of, uh, I believe it's every station that is East of the Mississippi starts in a W and everything that's West starts at the K. Oh Oh, yeah. yeah, It is something like that. Yeah. Mm. It is something like that. So yeah. Well, the the broadcasting school, Mm. (laughs) but that was my first positive note a lot of it are just kind of like jokes like about how cats can save life and regenerate it (laughs) well yeah going on to positive and the uh cats catwoman i think pretty inarguably is a serious highlight here uh it really is (laughs) i love michelle pfeiffer's take on it because she's just crazy it's not traditional catwoman but I no, dig it. Not at all. I dig what she and Burton are going no, for. No, like the uh, the whole vengeance thing was just such a great angle yeah, for her. She's insane. And I think <laughs> her and Bruce's relationship is super interesting. I love when they're making out on the couch and they're trying to hide each other's wounds from each other. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And they graze them. <laughs> uh, the best scene in the movie, and it's not just because it's got Susie and the Banshees playing in the background, but that dance scene. <laughs> With her and yep. Bruce, when they figure out each other's identities, and you see just this look of horror on their face, where they step apart, and then just come back together, and they're like, "Oh fuck, are we supposed to start fighting? What's going on?" Right. Oh my god, I love that scene. Oh no, that 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 was beautiful. But you, you that was the name of the group because 
in the beginning of that scene, my note here is going, is that band playing Super Freak? No, no, they play Super Freak, and then after that, Susie and the Banshees, but yes. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> no, I know it's, that. it's like some weird orchestral Super Freak, like, like, and then it goes to this Susie and the Banshees. <laughs> that's Rick James. Yeah, <laughs> that I noticed that, too. That was weird. <laughs> I, I I agree. The, the I guess it's kind of a uh, another pro that is kind of a negative is is there's a lot of scenes like that where you guys mentioned where there's just the two characters or they're talking where they'd be on the rooftop or there that I really enjoy. And it, it's funny because none of them had that overbearing Burton aesthetic to them. It's just two characters and they're going off the chemistry, the acting yeah. between Keaton and Pfeiffer. Um, the writing is really good. And I just, yeah, I, I ended up Michelle Pfeiffer is, is, wonderful in the movie uh she's really good um absolutely gorgeous even to this day she's absolutely gorgeous it's really unfair um but yeah i i'm a i'm a big fan of what she did in the movie well, i think even keaton too i feel like keaton gets a bit more time to shine in this one too i do think keaton has a bit more uh room to like he does a i feel like he has more to do here than in the other one. Well, he has. A, well, he also has a little bit more room to look around too. Not yeah, much, not much. No, <laughs> I caught that no. at the end. How he's still like up, has some more room, but not much. No, uh, he's lucky that bad armor is fucking armor because oh his inability to look to his side is amazing. Like, how many times did he get stabbed in this? Like, oh, a, a few. Couple of yeah, times. Mm-hmm. yeah, he got you. Well, it doesn't help when you let Catwoman kind of flirt with you and look for the spot to stab you. I mean, nobody yeah, blames him. Nobody blames him. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, that the uh, that's I even tweeted. I was like, Batman Returns is so freaking horny. Yeah. Like the like the entire movie is just like there's so many sexual innuendos. I mean, there, obviously, there's a lot of stuff that's like right in your mm-hmm. face, like literally her licking his face, but yeah. there's so much. I'm like, Burton was just like walking around the semi the entire yeah. time. There was something going yeah. on where he, he was really going through yeah. it. Well, Chanel yeah. Pfeiffer and that Catwoman suit was probably what was going on in Burton's right. mind. Like, I mean, throughout this whole thing, you get I'm Selena here. and Bruce flirting. You get Batman Catwoman flirting, and then you get Penguin yeah. ses- sexually harassing Catwoman, essentially. Yeah, he, <laughs> there was that scene right before too um, when the the women come up and they're like trying to be his groupies mm-hmm. and he's like, "How about a button?" Yeah. And he's sitting there like groping the chick's chest, and I'm like, "Oh my yeah. god!" And he's just like, "Hold on, a little bit more," and he's like breathing all heavy, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, he kind of had this wheezingness through mm-hmm. the whole throughout all of it. Even after that, yeah, it's just kind of like, "Oh god, Danny, you're being so extra." No, well, it's this. one of those things so where. I like. I think Danny DeVito is a great actor. I think. Yeah. I think there's some good lines for Penguin, although I'm not thrilled with how Penguin's written. But just the performance is just not right, and I'm not. Yeah. It's just kind of gross, and that's not. That's not how I've seen Penguin portrayed before, and it doesn't work. Like, is this a different Catwoman too? So doing it different is not a big deal. But it's not right. really working, at least for me. Uh. Penguin thoughts. Penguin. No, I'm I'm right there with you. I think they they uh, tried to adapt their own mythology, similar to what they do with Selena Kyle and Catwoman, but it just it it's just like I said, it, it's Burton masturbating to his own style of mm-hmm. just weirdness. Like 
how many times we have to see him eating raw fish, you know, or he's spitting out black goo and it's just like, uh, and the penguins kind of uh, motives and stuff throughout the movie is just not great. It's just not, uh, it's just not very, I I, I just found, I guess I don't want to go into the negatives, but I just didn't really enjoy the, the villains. Uh, I just wasn't really captivated by the motives um, or, you know, like it's so hard to follow up somebody like Jack Nicholson yeah. when he did. Yeah. But I just, I was like, and then I just felt like Christopher Walken was just doing his walkenism the entire yeah. time. Which and, I don't object to. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, the actor who was playing his son. So oh, he was yeah. doing a Walken impersonation yeah. the whole time. <laughs> I, uh, I really like the suit. I like the 92 suit more than the 89 suit. I've always been a big fan of that. Um, it looks, I think it looks a little bit better on film. Um, and I said it, I, it, um, some of the shots look really, really good. Um, aesthetically a, a pretty movie. Um, yeah, that's, I guess that's about my, my pros. I, 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 I like Keaton. I, I don't feel like he was Batman a lot in it though. It, that was something that kind of stuck out to me. Uh, and I was curious about the runtime in which he's Batman in total. It can't be that very long. It can't be long uh, in comparison to the the '89 Batman. But yeah, yeah. Now that you mention it, I actually think that he was Batman for like Bruce Wayne in this a lot more than he was Batman. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Which huh. would be different because I feel like '89 was definitely the other way around. Although I'm not sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Because that one he was primarily mm-hmm. Batman throughout yep. the majority of that movie. Yeah, I, uh, oh, and then uh, I think one of the coolest kind of dark, uh, and I guess this is where his uh, uh, Burton's aesthetic really works, is that the shot of him just waiting and the manor, just uh, Wayne Manor just sitting there in the dark, just waiting for somebody to call for him is like so twisted mm. and nihilistic that he just literally doesn't have anything to do. He's not eating. He's just sitting in the dark waiting for somebody to call for him. Uh, I just thought that was really kind of – I liked it. Yeah. I, I think that was good. Uh, yeah. Saying a lot without saying anything. Yeah, no, that's it's one of the yeah. things I kind of like about the Keaton Burton Batman that it's, it's explored in other ones. But, like, there's, like, this – like, he's more Batman than Bruce Wayne. You really get yeah. sense that in these well, movies. Mm. Yeah. There's one part in this, and it's uh, right at when that uh, riot of all the uh, circus gang starts hitting the streets, and they're doing that. There's a part where uh, Batman steals a bomb off somebody, and I was like going to write my notes like, oh, you just can't get rid of a bomb on some days. <laughs> but later we see him shove it in the pants of another yeah. guy, and he throws yeah. him down in a ditch. So then my notes just changed. To, so Batman just yeah. killed a guy. Yeah, and smile. He like, actually kills and he smiles. He actually kills less yeah. people in this than in the last one, but the yeah. murders yeah. he does here are really bad. Like, essentially, he kills yeah, two that people guy... here, as I recall. He blows up the well, guy with did... the bomb, and then he sets with our confetti. guys on fire. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's like, a guy on damn. fire. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's uh, I, uh, I also kind of, kind of thought it was interesting. I guess this is a pro or con. I know that a lot of people... Because uh, I found I found myself watching it, and especially when he was walking around, Christopher Walken, I'm like, Keaton is so 
tiny. Mm-hmm. He's not a very, I mean, he's like 5'10", which I mean, to me is really tiny because I'm a big guy. Mm-hmm. But I was like, he just seems really tiny. And then I kind of was like, well, I mean, Batman's supposed to be, or Bruce Wayne's supposed to be unassuming. Mm-hmm. So it kind of worked into his advantage a little bit where yeah. I'm like, he doesn't feel like Batman, but he is a pretty good Batman. Mm-hmm. I, I Obviously, uh, some say that he's, um, you know, the best, um, you know, and that's a argument for a different day. But I was like, I, I just don't see that he's Batman. I'm like, wait a minute. That's yeah. that's the point. So, yeah. Uh, yeah and, uh, uh, and Keaton obviously is really in the last, you know, 15 years picked up just being a tremendous dramatic actor. Um, and he's mm-hmm. he's good here. Um, yeah. Yeah, actually, we brought that up last week. How he like the Bruce Wayne is like doesn't he's unassuming, and it kind of works really yeah. well. It's the bat suit yeah. that really kind of transforms him. And yep. like I, I largely agree with everything you guys have said. Uh, I think the sets are amazing. I think the Tim Burton look of Gotham, best looking Gotham on film. Period. Um, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I would only say like I, I think I prefer the eighty nine suit to this suit. That being said, this suit's great. Yeah. Uh I, I think functionally it doesn't work, but like just visually looking at it, oh my god, yeah. it's it looks great. <laughs> It, it it's it's a uh, it was more about the look on film yes. and creating that silhouette rather than practicality. Oh, yeah, yeah uh, person's all about. And that. I I think I think his Burton the one thing Burton did better than all the other um, directors and even even my beloved Christopher Nolan was the continuity between Gotham's. Uh, that's something that Nolan really struggled with is he created that look in Batman Begins. But it was completely different in The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. which was completely different in The Dark Knight Rises. But yeah. 89 to 92, you're looking, you're like, oh, yeah, this is this is Gotham. This is the world that he's created. Uh, and he stuck to it. So, yeah, I, I uh, it is it's definitely uh, overtly gothic, but that's way Gotham is oh, yeah. portrayed in a lot of the uh, the the graphic novels and comic yeah, books. It's so both Gotham yeah, and Burton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like the early comics definitely, I would say, picked batman in that darker like gothic yeah. aesthetic to the city and everything but like that's always what i thought th- that's always what i felt made the great contrast between like batman and gotham to superman and metropolis mm-hmm. right. where i would always associate like uh well, we got into this last week yeah, yeah. <laughs> with uh with how like i've always associated uh metropolis with los angeles mm-hmm. And yeah. it being like that and bat and you know gotham being more like you know chicago mm-hmm. yeah or, Maybe Manhattan, yeah. but Chicago more, right. or maybe Philadelphia, but not quite New York City. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, no, I did. We did get into that last week, but yeah, I it's it's nebulous what it is, but yeah, there's arguments for it. And it is, yes, yeah, there is arguments. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I always thought that was interesting. Yeah, definitely a Chicago. I always felt, but yeah, arguments for New York yeah. can also be made. It's definitely yeah, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, condensed urban area. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's why I said, like, maybe Philly, maybe Philadelphia, because like the docks and, you know, Philly's docks. But Chicago also has docks. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Are we ready to move into some of our, our gripes? <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah I, um, I'll, I'll yeah. go ahead and say my biggest one is Penguin. Um, he, yeah. he doesn't really work. <laughs> I do not understand the mayor at all. Max Shrek is a billion times more electable than Oswald Cobblepot in this movie. 
And if this was like the animated series Penguin, I might get it because I was like more of a regal penguin. But they reinvented yeah. him into this like disgusting dude who's eating fish and grabbing women's tits and just getting horny all the time. This is yeah. not electable. And yeah, politicians are horny all the time, no. unfortunately, but they don't display it like he does. I mean, holy shit. Only <laughs> it, It's the yeah, I, I think the villains in this movie really are not great at all. Um, I, I the the motives and plans. It's I was like, wait, so Shrek is wanting to like save the power yeah. mm-hmm. and store it and i'm and then like penguins like then he he his plan is to get liked and then manipulate people and uh i i just was i mean catwoman is you know an anti-hero of sorts um, and she she really kind of pulls up the other villains but mm-hmm. i'm just like I don't really care about what they're doing. And that really kind of hurts. Like I kind of found myself kind of drifting where I'm like, Oh, right. I got to pay attention to this mayor scene that I don't really give a shit about. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it really, I think it hurts the movie. No, very much so. Like Catwoman is all over the place, but I forgive it. Cause she's clearly crazy. She survived yeah. an assassination. Yeah. It's, well, not assassination, but she survived a murder. Attempted attempt. murder. Yeah. 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 So she's kind of out I, there. Yeah. I kind of thought the the whole sports uh, store scene or the department store mm-hmm. kind of just really came out of nowhere. Yeah, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, so Catwoman's here for you know plot convenience because <laughs> you know we need to have the three of them meet together in the yeah. same frame for like a, another beautiful mm-hmm. shot. But yeah, no, I I it, uh, <laughs> that, I'm about to say seeing them all together, I. I Especially when you see Catwoman and Batman, I, I got those, yeah, yeah, those, those panel vibes where I'm like, oh, this is, you know, kind of made me smile. Where I'm like, oh yeah, and you know, especially when that when she was coming out, and I'm like, oh, you see Batman and Penguin kind of looking at her, and I'm like, this feels like it was pulled out of a panel. But that scene is, yeah, it's just like, oh, okay, uh, I. Things just kind of happen in this movie. Yeah, it, it it goes from like being like, "Oh, this is cool," and then you know he has that hella umbrella. Oh, and, Jesus! Uh, I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." Cool. Yes. Not. It was like not as cool as I remember. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I I I think yeah. a lot of the action has dated really badly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I. I, I, my, my, my wife was laughing uh, and, you know, when he was fighting the goons in the street and I was like, this is the days before, you know, there was fight choreographs and stuff. And obviously there was somebody probably choreographing it. Uh, it wasn't just, yeah. it looks, it looks like somebody in like, you know, when I was doing the home movies, when I was a teenager, it looks like something I was doing back then. Mm, it's yeah. not impressive. And of course, you know, uh, Nolan's movies and then Affleck and now what we're seeing with uh, Pattinson, we've kind of, stimulated our brain to see differently but now that it's like Ugh, it looks looks really Ugh. goofy mm, yeah shit. yeah it does not the fights very are not stiff here. yeah very stiff uh yeah, it looked like he was fighting a horde of juggalos so you know what yeah. maybe you guys will remind me it's only been a couple days since i've seen this what was the penguins end goal here the kidnap all the firstborns that was it yeah that was yeah. it and well, he was going to drown them in uh, some toxic. Sludge. I know that was his plan at yeah. the end, but what was his plan oh, early on? With... 
I mean, he talked about funniest become plans. Mayor. That was Shrek's plan, though. He kind of just took that I on. I think his yeah, original I mean, intent was just to, like, find his parents. Rosalind, the impression yes, he found his he parents. Was a... that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very murky. I don't... Yeah, I... I, I, I don't... I said, I don't give a flying shit about any of their motives no, at all. No. It doesn't... <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, mm-hmm. and I don't care. And Danny DeVito is really good, but he can't act out of that kind of whole yeah. that deficit he's in it's it's so yeah I I was so confused and another thing I realized in the movie is that Batman's an idiot he falls into like two or three traps he leaves his freaking Batmobile in the middle of the street and I'm just like you're not very smart in this movie I like he well, the, the there's that woman that's like clearly set up that he's can be fall into a trap. And I'm like, wait, you're going to really go to that. And I, I, uh, I just, yeah, it's very weird. Well, here's another thing. How are they able to hack that? So easily? I know, I, I know. know it's like they hacked the like that, that kind of bothered me a little break into his car. What? <laughs> but they had to do, they had to do all that just to put a little attachment on the bottom. Yeah. yeah. And then once that was gone, it, it was, was fine. fine. So yeah. you're telling me they didn't need to strip apart it and rewire half that thing? Like, yeah. It, well, it, <laughs> even ignoring the engineering geniuses Pinkman Pry has working for him to do this. So right. Batman's that, being that's totally how cars work. Yeah, Batman's being framed, and they put all these bats into the crowd. And Batman thinks the best way to approach this is before you leave, do this huge bat wing thing. And fly around with the bats for a couple moments before you go down. (laughs) Well, in the sense of frame jobs, it was a good frame job. Yeah, but you could at least I will give them credit for that. It was a. But Batman's helping them. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's a good frame job. Sure. I'm giving them credit. It's a great frame job. And that's why I said he's kind of an idiot. He falls into into the trap and then he. Uh, he leaves his Batmobile, then he falls into the other trap, and then I, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. It's like they they were trying to come up with conflict, and they couldn't find a way to cohesively get these characters to conflict with each other, and it just doesn't work. It's not interesting at all. And then they kind of try to save it by, I kind of like it that. The Penguin and Catwoman and Batman are monsters, but really the ultimate monster is the evil white businessman. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, okay, but they don't really do that well no. either. Uh, it's, it's no. yeah. My biggest gripe with the movie uh, is just the the whole plot and the motives of the villains just don't really make any sense, and I don't care. And they even set up a solid conflict between Bruce and Max, not Batman, but Bruce and Max. They have yeah. a solid yeah. conflict. Yeah, but it only lasts one fucking scene, and then it's done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, another positive thing I wanted to bring up to this is Danny Elfman. Yeah, yeah. The music's great. Yeah, yeah. Danny, it's always good. Yeah, yeah. The he's, first score was great, and this one's great as well. Huh. Yeah, it uh, the tone setter, and even Penguin's music is really good. I, I really yeah. like it. It's really very uh, haunting. Very haunting. Very yeah. creepy. Um, and he's really good at setting up Batman and it really, when you got the, the music and him, oh, yeah. him walking around, it's like, oh, that's awesome. 
Well, like even with that like uh, opening score, like it, it's hard not to get a little excited when you hear that dun 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 dun. dun, dun yeah. and it's just like hmm. yeah, I agree. Which also definitely is pretty much ripped for the animated series, yep. which oh, yeah. all yeah, which obviously they pulled a lot from these first two films. Oh, yeah. Which as I as I might have to watch or check out your animated series video when you make it or. I know that Bob and I have also talked about it, how this is just like that series is just it's Batman. It's oh, yeah. it just it, it is. It's so much so like I know I'm probably not alone. Like if I see a panel and I'm just reading, man, I just hear Kevin Conroy's yep. voice in my head reading it. Same as Mark Hamill as Joker and the rest of that whole mm-hmm. cast, just because that that whole show is just beautiful. And but this is like a positive that came out of Batman Returns, though. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's the prototype Batman for me. It's the yeah, it's yeah. The, the Batman Bible, if you will. I think anybody trying to make a Batman movie or TV show should should look at it because it's it it dives into the psychology and finds a way of yeah. kind of appealing to everybody, but still sticking to the mature roots of the character. I mean, it like it was a you know a, in quotation a kid show. But then you watch it and you're like, this is kind of dark. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I think, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, the first time that I noticed like how dark that series was, like rewatching it as an adult was like uh, an episode with Clayface where Bruce is pleading with him like, here, let me try and help you. Like together we could find a way to make you better. He's like, no, I'm I'm all I have now, and that's all I'll ever have. And it's just Jesus. Like, yeah, and little kids are like, "Mommy, what does that mean?" Yeah, I, uh, like, uh, he's 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 gonna live on his own. One of <laughs> one of my biggest gripes in the movie, which has become obviously remedied in later movies, is Gordon and Alfred are just like just lamps yeah. and scenes they have no meaning no value they don't i think gordon's in literally one yeah. scene alfred is very much the old alfred not the father figure um that we know him to be i actually feel like he had a less of a role in this one than he did 89 i could be Maybe. wrong he has um, like he has his moments in both but it's very underplayed and gordon could be yeah gordon could literally be anybody gordon. anybody anybody i it's just yeah it's it's definitely the day and age before gordon and batman had that very interesting relationship and then you know, obviously making alfred into some sort of father figure it's just basically non-existent uh it's it and it, it's just weird I, I don't i don't like it i it always drives me nuts because i feel like he's so pivotal to his, his story and uh, both of them and neither really have any sort of uh anything yeah that's for sure <sighs> yeah gordon in particular it's i think literally once he, yeah 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 i'm sure it's in the beginning yeah 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 he he's talking to he's Thank talking about batman yeah he's talking to batman he comes in or whatever and he's like shine the bat light or whatever mm-hmm. or the bat signal and you're just like oh that was it oh. and it's like hey, okay. gordon. not only that hey, i believe these are the only two actors in this entire series that reprise their role throughout the whole thing. I think that news reporter lady, <laughs> news reporter I, lady. I, I didn't see her. I th- yep. Yeah. Like that, that, that one, 
She was in. I definitely remember her in Batman and Robin. I don't remember if she was. I think she was in Batman Forever too. She was. I remember right. She was in Batman. I just don't think that that she was in. I don't think that she's. I can't remember if she's in '89 or not, but she's in. She uh, walks across the screen right before uh, the mayor's child gets stolen. Okay. Yep. And uh, yeah, but she she's the one. You'll you'll know who I'm talking Mm. about. I'm trying to think of the. Uh, she has a, a way of talking in her speech patterns, yep. like um, very um, poshy. Oh god! Yeah, it feels like um, old, like thirties, forty posh when they used to do like the interviews and in, um, like TV it's radios. So, yeah, it's yeah. so okay. wonderful. Oh, to have yeah. oh god! Yeah. Okay, I know. Who yes. You're about. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. That one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. I was thinking about it, and I was like, "Oh well, I know those those yep. two are in like all four. And I was like, "Wait a minute, what about that one lady? <laughs> that one that I just like? I remember as a kid when I first watched Batman and Robin, being so mad that she was in this movie mm-hmm. again." <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's funny because I think even Joel Schumacher kind of picked up on which you know obviously the many many gripes that he had with his movies, but I think he kind of picked up on that with Alfred that they weren't using Alfred a lot because he had yeah. a lot more of the father figure role in Batman forever and Batman yeah, Robin. Definitely Batman. Robin. Yeah. It felt a lot different. Oh yeah. That yeah. Uh, any final thoughts on Batman returns? <laughs> it kind of reminds me, I, 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 you know, and feel free to agree, disagree. I, I have a love hate with mm-hmm. it in the way that I do with uh, Raimi's Spider-Man Three. Yeah, but there's a lot of things where I'm like, I really love this, and then I'm like, God, I hate this. This mm-hmm. doesn't make yeah. any sense. And I'm like, I, Oh, I, that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, No, oh, that's stupid. What are they doing? Yeah, yeah. I, I, and like, I feel the same way. You change it. The, yeah. There's like so many villains, which Raimi has issue with in that Spider-Man Three, which you know. It, based on what we learned is not his entirely his fault. Um, but it's like, if they kind of constructed the plot better, it would work a lot better than mm-hmm. it did. And it just doesn't. Yeah. I, I, I haven't thought about that comparison, but yeah, those, this and Spider-Man three are probably two movies. I'd probably rank very similarly. And for many of the same issues, I mean, yep. although the relationship yes, here is better than Spider-Man it. three, I'll give it that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, Tim did threaten to walk just like Sam did, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember um, when I was reading that there was an issue with um, Keaton's contract and he wanted more money and they were going to up it to uh, he wanted 11 million. And the studio was like, no. And Burton's like, well, I'm only doing it with him. And I think that's why when Burton didn't return, Keaton's like, I'm out. And so I think they're kind of, you know, piggybacking off each other. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, they're, they're, like I said, if, if, if some people just kind of chilled a little bit, similar to Spider-Man 3, reduced a villain, you know, take out Penguin or take out Trek or whatever, kind of just figure out a more cohesive plot, it would have been a, so much better of a movie. Um, and, I mean, it's a pretty movie. The music's great. Uh you know, technically pretty sharp. Some of the, the special effects are kind of dated, um, but I mean that's to be expected from a movie that's thirty years old. Jesus, um, yeah. I remember being a kid and seeing it in theater. So, yep. I I was born in ninety two. Oh, so. quit bragging. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like five or six months old when this movie came out. Uh, I was. 
Almost 11. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Old asses. Oh, Jeez. God, my yes. back. My yes. back. Oh, I think I'm the one that can complain about being old. Jeez. <laughs> All right, uh, so let's uh, dive into some Peacemaker here. So uh, if you stay with us, Nate, yeah. we're going to be spoiling it. Uh, have fun. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Spoiling the ever-living shit out of yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, well, actually, it'll be it. nice if you're here. If you have any questions, let us know, and we'll fill in you and the audience. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, He's like, Peacemaker. Yeah, picks up right after we have an entire police department and all the prisoners become Essentially, aliens. <laughs> yes, uh, butterfly yes. aliens. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, I guess to summarize it, I just kind of loved this series overall. The yeah. last two episodes were great, of course, but oh my god, this this was so good. <laughs> well, the last two also had some very important uh, plot beats to it. I believe it was episode six. Uh, Peacemaker killed his dad. Yeah. Yes. Which was a huge yeah, moment. Uh, what was it like? Like white, what was his name? White dragon. Yeah, white dragon. Something horribly bigoted like that. He's yeah. essentially like a grand wizard in the Ku Klux Klan equivalent. He's yeah, like a, like a white supremacist superhero. Yeah, is that just, uh, just... uh, what's his face uh, from Terminator? Yeah, Robert Patrick. Yes, yes, yeah, the, yeah, yep. yeah. The yeah, the T one thousand was a racist yep. in this. Oh, yeah. Of course, <laughs> he looks like it too in the movie or the the oh, show. When I saw yeah. when I saw him in the show. I was like, oh. Then you guys said that. I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. He 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 was. That was like one of my first notes. I was like, oh, and oh yeah, the T one thousand's a racist. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's Robert that's Patrick new. plays a villain. What? What shocking. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it. Well, it's he's a good actor for oh, yeah. playing a villain, and I mean, yeah. he's made his bank off of that. But I also kind of enjoy watching him play the other side of that coin, like uh, his uh, small little arc on The Sopranos, where he played a guy at the end of his rope who owed like Tony and the gang so much money, where he was just a mess the whole time, just like worrying and just a, a wreck the whole time. It was just kind of interesting to see him like that, as opposed to how we're all probably used to seeing him as like, you know, a Billy badass or something. Cold emotionless <laughs> killing machine. <laughs> yeah. And to a, to a crying, <laughs> just wreck of a human yeah. being. No, here he's, he's, he's a menace. Um, Cold and ruthless. <laughs> and the, you, what I love about this is that they do a good job establishing that uh, Christopher Peacemaker, he loves his dad. But throughout this he series, he's recognizing his dad is a serious piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's having the slow realization of like, wow, my dad does suck. Yeah, yeah. You know, he even says, you know, I'm not racist throughout the series. And, you know, but he gets it kind of naturally because he's raised pretty fucking racist, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we see a lot of flashbacks to his childhood in this as we've seen snippets of it throughout the series. But we see a lot in this episode. And we even see parts of where his dad pitted him and his like yes. older brother to fist fights in their trailer parks like Jesus. court there. Yeah. 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 It's like it's essentially cockfighting, but it's his kids. And that's probably something it's his did children. Often. And they're taking bets on all of it. Yeah. Like he had a shit upbringing. Yeah. But it also invents to a sorry, Nate, spoiler alert, but <laughs> Yeah, one of the uh, ki one of the uh, fights that he gets into his brother, he ends up socking him hard enough in the nose that kills his brother. And his father had blamed him 
the rest of mm-hmm. his life for killing his brother. And it, it's a, it's like <laughs> yeah, more spoilers, but a huge part of his evolution in this series when uh, Peacemaker realizes it wasn't his fault. It was his father's yeah. fault. It, mm-hmm. it all kind of comes to a head when his father attacks and Peacemaker kills him. And it was a 100% choice. He just pointed a gun to him. He thought about it. You could tell he didn't want to do it. And then he did it. And then he... His dad was even saying, like, you don't even have the gun. And before he could even finish the sentence, mm. yeah. <laughs> he fired that bullet. Yeah. <laughs> but admitted. I was ready for him to die the, the second he smacked Eagly. Yeah, oh, man. That was more like Peacemaker rip his fucking yeah. head off. He just smacked the whole <laughs> Yeah, Eagly, Eagly is, is the best <laughs> character in the series without out. so. <laughs> it, yeah, an Eagle. Like, yeah, it's a CG, which, what was it like you were saying? Didn't you say something about Alan Tudyk, like, like mimicking his movements? No, no, Alan Tudyk came up with the dancing in the intro. Or helped come up with the dancing okay, intro. Okay, that's right. Uh, Eagly, I don't know oh, okay. if that's... Uh, Puppeteering think, well, it's or obviously, CGI, yeah, probably, probably a mix. Okay, but it looks so yeah. damn good. <laughs> yeah, there are. We've seen two shots where one where eagerly hugs him, a bald eagle hugs Peacemaker, <laughs> and that's just as amazing as yes. it sounds. And we see another one where he fully wraps his wings around mm-hmm. him, and it's like it is the most amazing thing. <laughs> it's like oh, and you see him sneak his phone out, take yeah. a selfie, which. I, I, I would too. Well, Absolutely. But when you first see the hug, you're like, does the eagle even know what he's doing? That it seems like he knows what he's doing, but you don't know. And the second hug, it's like, oh, that eagle knows what he's doing. That's awesome. That eagle fully understands everything Peacemaker yes. says to him. <laughs> it's the best sidekick ever. It really is. Well, his uh, side his sidekick vigilante is also pretty great. Oh yeah. This, uh, he takes a whooping oh, in these man. two episodes. Well, uh. Yeah, that bomb that hits him in the season uh, season six, episode six or episode seven, uh, yeah. where uh, he uh, like gets blown way back from a grenade explosion. Yeah. You can see he is messed up; like his chest is all torn up from that one. It's like, oof. and he's acting like everything's fine, but then eventually he passes like, out. Oh, it's like, yeah, he's <laughs> gonna take a nap real quick. Yeah. How uh, Probably, how know. how good a scene in this? Acting really was. good. Yeah, really he's good. actually really, really good. good. Like, it's definitely yeah. in his wheelhouse, the character, but he, he yeah. does add a lot of depth to the character. He he does a good job. Yeah. He, he's, he's really good with, like, the dramatic stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know it seems like something that would be not out of his realm, but for, like, the sense of him, like, being over the top and completely extra when he has to be Peacemaker, kind of how he was in the Suicide Squad movie. That works very well, too, because that, like Bob, you'd mentioned, it's very much in his wheelhouse. It's very much to either being a baby face or a heel in like wrestling terms. Mm-hmm. Like he's good for doing that. But like for the dramatic stuff, he will surprise you. Like there'll be parts where you'll just be like, God damn. Damn, mm-hmm. Cena. Like, yeah. You're OK, like impressive. But I, I've seen him in a, like very small roles here and there, but I, I believe he could definitely work at it if he keeps at it, and he could be really probably bigger than The Rock. Oh, yeah. I uh, Just judged on this, yeah. I'd probably say he's a better actor than The Rock. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah, want to really say The Rock because I think The Rock's good. But... Yeah, I do, too. I do, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I liked um, I liked Cena and uh, the Blockers and uh, Vacation Friends. Which yeah. are both uh, kind of comedies, but he did have kind of 
um, room to be dramatic. And I, I was kind of like you guys, I don't want to say surprised, but I'm like, Oh, okay. You're more than just a big hunk, you know, which (laughs) I guess is kind of unfair because we've now seen that, you know, there's quite a few wrestlers that have come out that have been quality actors. So I was curious how he was in the series. Yeah. He he, eats very well. He does a very great job. Between his performance and guns riding, he took Peacemaker from a character that I really disliked in Suicide Squad. I was like, I was happy when he was dead. I was disappointed when they brought him back to a character yeah. I'm now excited to see in season two. Yeah, I really it, it like started that. with like, mm. yeah, the how he left the uh, James Gunn Suicide Squad was like, really? Why? Mm-hmm. Why do we have a series of yeah. this guy? The blood this guy? Series. I don't the want <laughs> Yeah, what the hell is this yeah. shit? And by the end of the first episode of it, I was just, okay. I'm on board. It took me a couple episodes yeah, to get I'm on, yeah. I want to say second okay. episode for me, but yeah, I was I was definitely warming in the first episode, but yeah. Yeah, the first one where we kind of got a taste of how he was raised by his piece of crap yeah. dad, and it's just kind of, uh, yeah. And, you know, it did end with an eagle hugging him, so mm, it's like, yeah. well, he can't be that bad. Yeah. He can't be that evil of a person. Uh, I think we brought up last time, but yeah, I want to just stress... I like all the characters here. Like it's it's not just Peacemaker too. There's yeah. a whole crew here that uh, 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 what Johnny Conos. I think I always mess up his name. Uh, Harcourt, uh, Amanda Waller's yeah. daughter, whose name I can pronounce when I hear it, but when I look at it spelled, I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's um uh, also I'm just I just know him. I can't think of the character's name, but I just know him from his name on uh, the Sarah Silverman show, and it was uh, Kevin. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the uh, bearded bearded guy. Yeah, yeah, that's Johnny Conos. Uh, that's, I think. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the yeah one of the three returning Suicide Squad characters. Uh, yeah. Uh, who else? Oh, yeah, Vigilante, of course. <laughs> yeah, Vigilante. As he likes to call it, PMV, which, uh... uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else yeah, I could this say. Is... <laughs> this movie also did feature one of the best little, like, moments at the end and end of it, at, like, right at the end. You see them walking away from, like, uh, where these aliens were, because what these aliens were wanting to do was uh, teleport their giant space cow... Mm-hmm. That gives them honey so that these uh, butterfly people can live. Uh, they were teleporting it somewhere so that they could be safe. But at the end, the, the, the good guys triumph mm-hmm. over a pretty awesome battle. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. I was starting to wonder how many of them yeah. would survive it. I, it yeah, because it was starting to look like a lot of them were getting taken out. Yeah. But you see them all walking away, carrying their wounded mm-hmm. with them. And you slowly just see, like, you know, somebody run up and some dust settle and two people land next to him and somebody else land on the other side. It's Wonder Woman, Flash, Aquaman and Superman floating. (laughs) And he's like, you guys are late, you super dorks. Well, what's great is that we're going to spoil the whole thing here, but you get this silhouette. So it's obvious they're just CGI and they walk by and they walk by Aquaman and you see Aquaman turn and there's Jason Momoa. And he says something it's about Jason fucking Moa. fish, and Aquaman's like, "I don't fuck fish or something." No, like Ezra Miller, Ezra yeah. Miller, who's playing the Flash, he's standing there too, and he's just like, "He's like, why don't you just go fuck a fish?" And he's just like, "Well, that is kind of a common known." He was like, "You know what? Fuck you, Flash." Yeah. <laughs> no, it was great in those two cameos. Uh, I, I like when I just saw the silhouette. I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." 
but like actually seeing at least two well two of the actors there that was epic <laughs> yeah uh that was that that was pretty funny now one thing that's worth noting is uh on instagram like all the actors started posting the pictures of uh themselves like the stunt yeah. doubles uh yep. there was definitely a batman actor there and it's not yep. clear what uh what's up with that but i even looked at the photos and like uh they're in the same room as like the wonder woman double and the batman double huh. so it's it's clear that it was there and so i'm not sure why they were cut i don't know it's it's a it's a quick cameo and it is a really not quite a blink and you miss it, but it is a real quick yeah, cameo. Yeah, no, you're not going to miss it, but it's, you know, maybe a minute. It, do- it doesn't help that the DCEU is such a mess right now no. that you don't know oh. who's, who's coming back, who's not. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that probably uh, there was some sort of, because it looked, it, um, I saw that picture of Ezra Miller uh, in the, the bat suit just screwing around. And or was it Ezra Miller? No, no, yeah, it was there Ezra was a, yeah. I don't know about Ezra Miller in bat suit, but there was the actual stunt double taking was a picture a, of. It was a stunt double. Yeah. That's it. I, he looked like I, I'm. I'm no. He looked like Ezra a little bit, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, it was it was the Affleck suit. So yeah. I, but then okay. you got then you got the whole thing that Affleck's not back, but he's back in the Flash, mm-hmm. and you know now there's patents, and so yeah, it's it's a huge mess. Yeah, yeah, I've I've even heard talk of how the Joaquin Phoenix Joker is going to be set in the same universe as Batman with Pattinson. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I don't know. Well, it's, I, it's, I, it's, it's it's convoluted and it's a mess. I think. Sorry, go ahead, Robert. I don't want to cut oh, you. Off. I was just going to say, I think it's all up in the air. They're saying after Flashpoint, Keaton's going to be the main Batman, which I'm fine with because I think Keaton's great. Okay. And if he wants to return, yeah. that's fine. And Affleck wants out, that's fine as well. So that works out. But, but I, he's also 71 years old, too, which is pretty yeah, that, pretty old to be a Batman. Even if he was to do Bruce Wayne from uh, Batman Beyond, he wouldn't actually be able to be Batman. You'd have to have somebody else. So. Well, I'll, I'll still yeah, stand by this. They'd at least have to... Oh, I was just going to say, I think it's, they're lying when they say Keaton's going to be the main Batman after Flashpoint. I think it's going to be Pattinson because, come on. Come on. Yeah. yeah. I, so what I was going to say is you guys should look into uh, the Barry Keoghan kid from The Eternals. Uh, okay. He is listed on IMDb. And this is a fun fact. He's listed on IMDb as uh, it used to be. I, I checked it about a month ago. He's listed on, on there as Stanley Merkel. Which, as a Impractical Jokers fan, Stanley Merkel is a made-up name. Yeah. And somebody found the call sheet, and he's listed as a Arkham prisoner. And so people think that he's going to be the Joker because he would fit in that age bracket of Robert yeah. Pattinson. So, like I said, look into it if you're interested. It's kind of he's, uh, you know, he's kind of a, a up-and-coming mm-hmm. actor. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, but yeah, it would fit that age bracket because Joaquin's, I don't even know, 10, 15 years older than, yeah. maybe 20 years older than Pattinson. I'm not really I sure. Say he's like seven um, years older than me. <laughs> yeah, so I yeah. I don't I don't know. It, 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 I think, not to completely derail the conversation, but I think Batman's got a huge Joker problem right now yeah. and needs to stop using Joker so mm. much. Uh, yeah. Especially when he's got, in my opinion, the best rogue gallery of all comic book characters, period. His villains oh, are no. incredible. No, I, I want a comic Absolutely right agree. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I feel that they had the, a great opportunity to explore a really great villain and kind of just shit in their hat with uh, Dark Knight. Mm. And that's with Two-Face. Ah. And yep. also, the, I know. And also having Aaron Eckhart casted as him. Yep. And I, I just, I, it was one of the biggest problems I had with that movie. That's the yeah, I, biggest I problem I had. No, it's like, and it was like, really, you couldn't even let him get away to appear in the next one. We're right. just gonna shoehorn in Bane when it obviously should have just been Joker in this. Yeah, one. no, a Two Face feels like the best villain to follow yeah. Joker with, and it's. Well, I'm so mixed because I love what they did with him. But did did it have to be so short? There's so much mileage yeah. to get have from to it. Be, yeah. Well, it, and that, this is just also me coming from just a biased opinion because he's my personal favorite bad guy out of mm-hmm. all of Batman's rogues and or all of his villains. I just feel that that is the best Batman villain, better than Joker any day of the week. But yeah, I agree. They keep going back to that Joker well over mm-hmm. and over and yep. over, and it's just almost to the point where it's like, oh. It's like, it's kind of like the Arkham yeah. games where it's surprise, it's yep. Joker it's in Joker. both games. Yep. Surprise. Agreed. But I just I don't know, and I think that they had a lot, they did a lot of great uh, da- like uh, damage report, or I guess uh, repair after the uh, Jared Leto's yeah. Joker in the first Suicide Squad because that was a direction and that was a choice. Yeah, that those was were not choices. a good one. <laughs> Not a good one, but that first, that whole first Suicide Squad movie is a mess mm-hmm. as is. But I, I feel that there's a lot of other ones. And uh, Nate, you brought up a very good point earlier about how, like that, the Batman animated series is the perfect building block for any Batman series. They could take those core story elements of any episode and use it as the foundation for a, a new villain in any movie, like, um, yeah, like Clayface, for example, Killer Croc. There's a lot of ha- that really haven't had that real big screen treatment. Well, I guess Croc has, but they haven't I, had that in the. I want a Mister Freeze life. movie. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Well, well, there is one. Shut up. <laughs> they oh. did borrow a lot from the animated series for that movie too. Unfortunately, <sighs> they did. Yeah, they did. They did. <sighs> it but, just was horribly. Yeah, man. Yeah. It was a it was a swing and a miss. It was a choice. No, but <laughs> it was a there's choice. There's a reason why the anime series is brought up so much. It's it's not something I've thought about, but if you were to say the Batman animated series is the best comic book TV series ever made, I would say you'd yeah. have a very strong argument on your hands because oh my yeah, god, I would yeah. say the only two that the only two that would probably compare, and this is my opinion, would be uh, X Men, the '97 X Men animated series. And uh, the uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> I, 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 I do good. have issues with this Spider-Man, yeah. though. But oh, I I, I do mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. I do too. But out of most of the other animated Spider-Man stuff, I, I, it's probably I'm not even the just best. About anime. I'm talking about all TV series. I think. Yeah. Okay. I mean. Well, the good thing is with like the uh, the Disney Plus is like I can I've dove into a lot of the other Marvel stuff. Like I didn't even know about the Iron Man series mm-hmm. until I watched yeah. it. I've watched a few. It's mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, my son's <laughs> gone through Iron Man phases, and yeah, it's it's a thing. It's a <laughs> it's a choice. It's, a, it's okay. Yeah. No, if I had to pick between that or X Men, I'm going to watch X Men. Yeah, <laughs> always. Always, because that's again great storytelling. Mm-hmm. No, uh, oh. but yeah. Uh, that being said, great D 
DC TV series. I guess we'll bring it back. Uh, Peacemaker is fantastic. Uh, this is, I'd say, yeah. contender for one of the better comic book TV series for sure. Adaptations, what you, yeah. yeah. What would you guys rate it? Out of out of ten, what would you guys rate it? A season one, uh, probably a solid nine for me. Yeah, yeah. Eight oh, or nine. Yeah, nine out of ten, yeah. Oh. It is. It's great. Like. I think uh, we didn't get to the alien motivations, which were kind of interesting when we get to it, because we don't really know their motivations. It turns out their motivation is they came to this planet and saw that we were doing to this planet what they did to their planet, and they decided to dedicate themselves to stopping us from destroying the planet. Yeah. And the choice Peacemaker makes is, if we're going to destroy the planet, it's our choice. And it's it makes it a little bit uh, ambiguous. <laughs> Did he yeah. do the right thing? I don't know, but you know the argument is at least it's our call now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and at the end of the series, we're also revealed that uh, he is still going to be haunted by the spirit. Yeah, of his, his dad. dad's still in episode so his dad six. Will... Wow. <laughs> so Robert Pattinson, or, eight, yeah. or not Pattinson, but uh, Robert, Robert, Pattinson. Yeah, but Robert Patrick will just be <laughs> hanging out as a ghost version of his yeah, dad. Yeah. Uh, I envision something very similar to like the Cyl- the the Cylon with Baltar and Battlestar Galactica, where they're just, oh yeah, it's just hanging yeah. out fucking oh, with yeah. him the whole time. Just oh my god, yep. <laughs> just or or like Joker in Arkham uh, City. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not milk it as much. Yeah. I mean, I love a good Mark Hamill performance as the Joker as much as the next guy, but my god. Mm. I get it. <laughs> no, Joker I mean, is hey, definitely they, a character they, I need less They of. paid for Mark. <laughs> they paid for Mark. They certainly mm-hmm. got him. <laughs> so who wants to talk about the Killing Joke movie? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, son and dance number pass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Peacemaker was great. I, there is a rumor that James Gunn is going to do another Suicide Squad uh series spinoff uh well i believe he just has two more uh guardians projects to uh fulfill his obligation with marvel oh, it, do- it does he has that uh he has a uh, guardians three and uh i think he just has the christmas special yes, that's it yeah and that's it for his yeah. contract yeah wow. which i actually thought the guardians christmas special was this past year no no <laughs> but it wasn't nope it's yeah. next year yeah which is a. Uh... Yeah, I'm disappointed to see him leave Marvel, but it seems like DC's going to let him do whatever he wants. And if it's stuff like Peacemaker and Suicide Squad, I am all in. This is great Yeah, stuff. because mm. he he saved that series with his film. Uh, Nate, have you seen it yet? Which series is this? Uh, Suicide Squad. Have you seen James Gunn's uh, Suicide Squad? I have not. Oh, no, I, okay, I, I am... Uh, on a kind of a, a, a burnout from comic book movies, mm-hmm. okay. nothing to do. And, uh, and this is—I just never thought it would happen. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh my god. Mm. No. <laughs> they're they're mad. They're mad. Their dad doesn't watch comic book movies anymore. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> it just—it's so hard to form attachments to them because they just keep getting remade. And I mean, like, I just never thought the day and age would come out where. Um, uh, a Batman movie would come out. I'm just not excited to see it. I'm just not. Uh, and that's how I feel about Pattinson's Batman. But no, to answer your question, I have not seen it. 
I've seen clips of it. Um, I've heard really good things from from people, but I have not seen it now. Oh, it's it's it's, really it's good. <laughs> I want to say it's the perfect mix between old James Gunn and current James Gunn. So you got the, the yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy style James Gunn mixed with like yeah. the old trauma films James Gunn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, cause I really like I like Guardians, the first Guardians. I wasn't big on Guardians two. Guardians two, um, yeah. and then some of his. <laughs> yeah, uh, some of his older stuff I kind of like. Um, he's uh, kind of hit or miss for me, uh, but it depends. Okay. But yeah, I've heard good things about um, uh, Suicide Squad. I haven't seen had seen Peace uh, Peacemaker yet, um, but like I said I've seen a lot of clips and stuff from it. Um, I the the really the biggest reason I'd watch it is really for Cena because uh, I really like oh Cena. yeah um I've really been into his his work and stuff uh, post wrestling because I'm not big into wrestling but um you guys are definitely uh, selling your case for sure oh, yeah oh yeah it's 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 kind of like it has all the elements that just make a like James well with Peacemaker in particular it has a lot of those same elements that carried over from the Suicide Squad movie. And it's that I guess uh, I don't want to say lighthearted fun, but that fun that you feel with the James Gunn uh, movie yeah. or project, like that excitement of it, where you know you could tell he had just as much fun making it as you were having watching it. And that, like, I don't know, for me, that joint excitement whenever I get that feeling watching it, I kind of just will like really love it a lot more and want to learn more. But yeah, that that Suicide Squad, uh, his Suicide Squad movie, definitely did a lot of work that the first one was severely lacking on. Yeah. Like sure. actually made a story that like, yeah, I mean, they introduced characters that are like so unknown yeah. in yeah. the DC canon. Like it made you care like, about my them, God. Man. It made you care yeah. about them like weasel. <laughs> well, maybe not weasel. <laughs> well, he had to put it, he had to put his brother in something. Well, even hit even characters, returning characters like Rick flag. I cared yeah. about him in this movie. Oh my god, I like Rick Flag so much. I didn't give a shit about him in the last one. I mean, yeah, he was action man in the first one. Yeah, yeah. Much actually, he actually gave a shit about him within the first few minutes. You're like, oh, cool, Rick's here. Yeah. Awesome. Wait, I didn't care about him before. Why do I care now? Oh, but he's Why awesome. Why do I suddenly do I care? <laughs> yeah. He's like way better. He's yeah. better written. Somebody understands the character. <laughs> no, but... You also brought up comic book movie burnout, and that is actually something I think I've been experiencing. It, I think it's why I probably like yeah. Shang Chi less than most people. That being said, it's from, yeah for my channel, I'm keeping up with them, and there are still gems. Uh, there, like Suicide Squad, was one of them where I was just like, "Oh, this is so yeah. good." Because <sighs> that really felt more like uh, an action movie than a superhero mm -hmm. movie, and but with some crazy artistic choices, but of an action movie <laughs> no i feel like uh right now with marvel being as successful as it is uh it's kind of playing it a lot safer and dc just being down in the dumps and being a tainted brand it's just doing kind of whatever with its creators yeah and you, we're getting we're not, some stuff we're getting... well yeah they have another great series that's been on uh mostly uh the hbo max uh streaming platform uh doom patrol yeah, we need that to catch is a up great with last story. season. Mm. Yeah, we do. Yeah, that is a great one, and it's also kind of helping give Brendan Fraser a new career. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we also, <laughs> which is a great thing. <laughs> uh, and then there's going to be another series we'll start talking about next week. Uh, that's kind of a similar uh, DC thing. 
but yeah, you have any final thoughts on Peacemaker? Excited for season two. Yeah, me too. And I, I wasn't yeah. even excited for season one, but I was like, fuck it, I'll give it a shot. And oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm excited for it. Now. Yes. I'm ready. But uh, yeah, so uh, what? Next week, we kind of got it figured out. We're going to do Batman Forever. We're going to talk about the first four episodes yeah. of Superman and Lois, which is a series yes. I've actually watched. Through. I talked about it on the podcast earlier when it was essentially a solo act. And, yeah, I would like to get Bobby's thoughts on it and kind of revisit it because I've just finished the first season. It took me forever. I kind of really fucking liked it. It was really good. And then uh, <laughs> and then we're going to talk about the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre that just came out on Netflix, which I knew was coming. I didn't know it was coming on Netflix so quickly, though. <laughs> yeah, it was a direct release. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I had watched it uh, the other night. Yeah, but... Uh, Nate, uh, anything you want to pitch before we uh, we close out? No, I just, uh, you know, obviously my YouTube channel, Nader Tot. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore Nader Tot. Mm-hmm. And I uh, just want to thank you guys for having me on. I had a lot of fun oh. talking. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun having everything, you on. Yeah. Everything and anything. I hope I uh, come back soon and uh, bother you guys some more. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're welcome anytime, man. Yeah, thank it you. was fun. Uh, again, yeah, again, it's always fun to get alternate takes, too. Uh But yeah, uh, so I think we're good. So everybody have a good one. (laughs) Take care. I want to go ahead and add some audio credits at the end here. Uh, The theme music you're hearing at the beginning and end of this podcast was uh, written and performed by George Johnson, a very good friend of mine. And my current Patreons are uh, Fel Martins, David Lara, and Lindsay Painkhurst. If you'd like to become a patron, go ahead and follow the link down below. Anything you can provide would be incredibly helpful to this channel. We're barely limping by right now. Uh, I'd love to make this my full-time job, but I'm miles away from that right now. So any help you could provide, just a dollar a month would be amazing. You know you want to. All your friends are doing it.